This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 12th, 2015. Going viral, why should we? Oh boy, he sure did miss the boat, didn't he? <laughs> well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the risen Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to explore what it means to go viral at Connection Community Church. Open our hearts that we might receive. It is no accident that any one of us are here today, right here, right now. So settle us in and uh, guide us as we speak your word. We pray this in your name, and everybody gathered said, amen. amen. Going viral, that's this month's message series. Going viral, that's what it is called when something spreads rapidly uh, through on the internet, email, or other uh, media. Going viral, when, when something goes viral, it's, it's kind of like a virus, you know how it spreads person to person to person very rapidly. So. Here's an example of something that went viral. I want to do it so much. I really do, and I know you do too. I know you do. But here's why no, I they'd couldn't. they'd rather watch you do it than they well, do it. Well, I, I just can't go there today. You see, I have a shin splint. Oh, say everybody say aw. Yeah, well, it really hurts. I have a compression stocking on. And my doc is sitting right in front of me, so I cannot be a bad girl. So mm. there you go. I was a good girl, Tom. I think so, you stepped over the line now. I did, I did. So anyway, this video went viral. Don't you know there were over two million, billion, billion, billion views? How many of you saw that or are familiar with that? Oh yeah, mm. so you're part of that. Well, there was over another two billion in addition to y'all. Wow. So that's what we call viral. Yep, viral. So, so what's that got to do with us here at CC, a Connection Church? <laughs> Other than Carrie wanting to do that uh, video herself. Um, well, here's what it has to do. We're called to go viral with the good news of Jesus Christ. We're called to share the good news with as many people as possible from here to the ends of the earth. That's what the resurrected Jesus told the disciples. Here's what we read in the book of Matthew, which is in the second part of the Bible, the New Testament. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, what's the word? Go and what? Make disciples, absolutely, of all nations. Then what's next? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy <coughs> Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you, how much? Always, Always to the very ends of the earth. Go and make disciples of all nations all nations. That's what Jesus tells his disciples, and if he's telling them, he's telling us because we're disciples as well. Make disciples is what he said. Baptizing in the name of the Father and of the, and in the 
Holy Spirit, teaching everyone everything that Jesus taught us. If you'll notice, there's no question mark. It's not a question. He doesn't say, will you? And it's not a suggestion. He doesn't say, could you? It's a commandment. Go. Say it with me. Go. Go. And then the next one is make. Make Make. disciples. And then he says, baptize. Baptize. And finally, teach. 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 This is known in church world as the Great Commission, as Jesus is commissioning or making missionaries to go out on a mission, commissioning his disciples to go out and do this. Notice the words go. It doesn't say sit and wait and twiddle your thumbs expecting people to come in. It says go. Go. It's all action. Go. Make. Baptize. Teach. It's action words. In each of the other three books that make up the, the, what's called the Gospels or the, uh, the books that talk about Jesus, what he said, what he did, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in addition to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, also um, they talk about Jesus commissioning or sending forth uh, the disciples to share the good news with the rest of the world. So we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then we have the book of Acts, A-C-T-S. And actually, that's the shortened for Acts of the Apostles, the apostles who went out and did share the good news to all the region. Acts is like a bookmark to Luke. Luke wrote the book of Acts. And we see once again Jesus Christ who gave his disciples their marching orders. Here's what we read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and what? To the ends of the earth. And so the question is, why is this so important? Why does Jesus make such a big deal of this with his disciples, and therefore make such a big deal of it with us? Why, why, why? Well, it's real simple, simple, simple. Because Jesus is our one and only salvation. As he said during his ministry, he is the way to the Father. We No one gets to the Father except through him. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Without Jesus, we are lost. And God wants nobody to be lost. Nobody, not a single person. And that's because everybody... Everyone matters to God. Everyone matters to God. Let me say that one more time. If you take nothing else away from today, take this and say it with me. Everyone Everyone matters matters to to God. God. And if everyone matters to God, then everyone should matter to each one of us. That's one of our core values here at Connection. Everyone matters to God, and therefore everyone should matter to each and every one of us. Throughout his teaching, Jesus tries to make this point crystal clear. You see, he spent time with people that the highly religious people did not approve of. He hung out with tax collectors who cheated people. He hung out with women who did not have the best reputation. He hung out with many others who were (laughs) the outcasts. We, in, in the Bible, read the least, the last, the lost. That's who Jesus hung out with. 
Jesus loved those people, these people. They, <laughs> excuse me, they mattered. That's why Jesus spent time. They mattered. They mattered to God. So check this out. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, that would be the religious leaders of the day, they muttered, this man welcomes sinners and he eats with them. And then Jesus told them this parable. The parable is a story, a simple story that tells a greater truth. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Wow. We live in a culture that is so different than the culture that Jesus lived in. We live in what we would call a throwaway culture where it's just easy to throw away, to get rid of, not only our stuff, but relationships as well. We live in a culture where we are used to loss. For example, in a store, they have an acceptable margin of loss. They expect a certain percentage of inventory to be lost or stolen or broken. And so that acceptable percentage of loss is well above 1%. If a store could get their loss ratio down to 1%, there would be so much uh, rejoicing, and I suspect that our prices would be less. Hmm. So in this parable that Jesus tells, even 1% loss is not acceptable. When one sheep out of the 100 gets lost, the shepherd leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Now we researched this some, and we found that, you know, in that day and age, uh, the shepherd, of course, was responsible for the sheep, but he was responsible for each and every sheep. If he came in and one was missing, in fact, they would leave the 99 and go after the one, and he either came back with the sheep or he came back with the sheep skin showing that it had been killed by an animal or something like that. Every one of those sheep counted. Everyone counted. And then often a, a shepherd would watch the sheep for an entire village. And so that's why when he comes in and shares the good news, everybody in the village is celebrating that that sheep was found because it's part of all of the village there. See, the thing is, there was no acceptable loss. And Jesus compares us to that. People, with God, there's no acceptable loss. Every person, every single person matters to God. Everyone. Everyone. So much so that when one is found, when one who is far from God comes to a relationship with Jesus Christ, there is an, a, a celestial celebration that's just incredible. I want you to just take a second, turn to your neighbor, 
and with feeling and meaning say, you matter to God. You matter to God. You matter to God. You matter to God. Isn't that just an awesome feeling when you realize that? It's very humbling, isn't it? You matter to God. So wow. Jamie Bagson is one of our volunteers, and she is um, doing something that we're very excited about in our toddler nursery. Jamie is um, using a program because we believe that kids can learn at a very young age. And so she said, don't you know, Carrie, that's what they're learning today. She's having them like run up and down with this and say, you matter to God or Jesus loves you or something like that. And that is so cool that our kids at two and three years old are learning this that we're teaching all of us or reminding all of us here today. You matter. Before we go on with the scripture, somebody just texted me that said, this is great. Would a shepherd really have done that? Look for the one. When it comes to sheep, I'm not sure I'd do that, you know, nor me. But in that day and age, yes. That, I mean, Jesus is talking about reality. The, every single sheep, like I said, I've read where if they didn't bring the one, they better bring something. If not the sheep, the skin, because everyone had to be accounted for. Every single sheep mattered. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised you had your phone with you. I'm surprised I felt the vibration. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too. All right. <clears throat> So let's go on and see another example that Jesus gives us. This is found in Luke chapter 15, verse 8. Or, this is Jesus teaching, or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is a rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Okay, so we have a little different situation here because it's a greater margin of loss, 10%. But it's even, it, it's not just the percentage, it's this. First of all, can you picture this, a little lamp? It's not like she has a 500-watt bulb. She's got this little lamp. And these places were pretty dark. They didn't have a lot of windows because that's how they, you know, kind of kept the heat out. And she's sweeping dirt away from a dirt floor. How do you do that? You know? And there's probably some straw on it. And she's looking for this coin in a fairly dark room sweeping dirt from dirt. But she's going to diligently look for that coin because the coin most likely was worth about a day's wage for the average family. And these families were like day laborers oftentimes. So if you lost that coin, that means you've lost a day's wage, which means the family doesn't eat. So all of a sudden, it's just not a coin, like we may have a coin, well, whatever. And it, it's a day's wage. It's food for the family for the day. All of a sudden, that, that coin takes on great value and great meaning and we would diligently search for it. In our research, we also found uh, another way of looking at this. Uh, William Barclay, who's a Bible scholar, has a more romantic reason for this great search. The mark of a married woman in that culture was a headdress that had 10 silver coins, and it was linked together 
with a silver chain. A girl would save for years to acquire these 10 coins as a symbol that was nearly as important as her wedding ring. Now, if the lost coin came from this headdress, one would search so diligently as they would for their wedding ring. It was so, so important. Again, this culture in Jesus' time was not the, the throwaway culture that we live in today. It would be so important to find that ring instead of replace the ring. If I lost my ring, I would diligently look and I would search, but I would probably at some point stop and go purchase or ask you to purchase another <laughs> ring for me. Well, let's go on. In this parable, as in the parable of the lost sheep, when the coin is found, there's a great celebration. And so Jesus again compares this to the celebration that takes place among the angels in heaven when one person who's far from God comes into a relationship with Jesus Christ, when someone who's lost is found, you know? And that's because every single person matters to God. In the book of Matthew, Jesus shares the parables. Uh, it gives us further insight into the nature of God. Matthew chapter 13. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all mm -hmm. he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Have any of you heard this before? How many of you have heard this before? Yeah, it's, it's a fairly uh, well-known set of parables. They're closely related. They kind of go together all the time. And so in these parables, he tells, Jesus tells us someone who found something of great value. In the one case, it was a, a treasure in a field. In another case, it was a pearl of great value. But in both cases, something of great value. And they sold all that they had in order to obtain it, in order to purchase the thing of great value. And I always figured, when I'd heard this, I've heard this over the years, I always figured that the person who found the treasure was the person who found Jesus, right? I found Jesus, and so everything else becomes less important. In fact, let it go in order, Jesus is, you know, basically sell it all for Jesus, so to speak. Then we were at um, a church over in Columbia, Maryland a few years ago, and the pastor there offered up this, um, these parables, this section of scripture, and he suggested a little bit different rendering, a different understanding. He, he suggested that the person who was willing to sell all they had in order to purchase the hidden treasure and her per order to purchase the pearl of great value wasn't us, but it was God. God the Father. God was the one who sold it all for the treasure. God was the one who sold it all for the pearl of great value. When you look at it from that perspective, then, that makes you and I the treasures. 
you and I are the pearls of great value. (laughs) It wasn't us who sold it all for the relationship with Jesus. It was God who sold it all for the relationship with us. Sold it all in the form of sacrificing his one and only son, Jesus the Christ, so that we might be in relationship through eternity with God the Father. God sold it all. And we're the treasure he sold it for. Wow. You're the treasure. You're the pearl. And God sacrificed it all for you, for me, for us, in order to save us. That's how much God loves each and every one of us. That's how important we are to God. We're the treasure. We're the great pearl, the pearl of great value. Wow. Each and every one of us, every single one of us, you matter to God. We matter to God. Even people who don't know God, they matter to God. Everyone matters to God. So who is everyone in in our world here? Well, at Connection Church, we use something called our Fran Network. Fran, who is that? Well, Fran is our friends, our relatives, our acquaintances, and our neighbors. Everyone matters to God who you come in contact with and those who uh, you don't even know. Now, we kind of have a good idea who our friends are, our relatives are, and our acquaintances are. But who are our neighbors? Our neighbor goes beyond the person who lives next to us. Our neighbor is everyone else, everyone on the planet. It does include the person in our neighborhood, but also it includes those living in India. It it includes those who live in Africa. It includes people here at Connection Church, but it also includes the kids who we're going to make Operation Christmas Child boxes for and it will be sent to these third world countries uh, later this year. We'll all be involved in that because everybody, every child, every man, woman, no matter what age, everybody matters to God, truly everyone. And God wants everyone to know that. God doesn't want anyone to be left behind. He loved us so much that As Alan said, he sent his very best for us, his one and only son, Jesus, the Christ, the risen Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, who was willing to give his very own life so we would have life and have it to the full so that we would have a relationship with him, with God the Father, Jesus Christ, his son, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And since everyone matters to God, God wants those who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who have a relationship with Jesus, who know the good news of Jesus Christ, he wants those who know that good news to share the good news with those who don't. And so we are to search for the lost sheep. And we're to sweep and sweep and sweep till we find the lost coin. 
So we're going to give you a challenge this week. I know you've been sitting there waiting, what's my challenge for the week going to be? Here it is. Here's your weekly challenge. It's to identify the lost sheep in your life, the lost coins in your life, the people who matter to God that God is calling you to reach out to. Well, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Pray? <laughs> Pray. Pray to God to help you realize the people he's calling you to search and find. The one he wants you to witness to. A witness is someone who tells what they know, the truth. To witness to. To witness what you know about Jesus to. To share your story with. To invite, maybe, to church. Pray to God that he would give you, it might be a name, it might be several names. Maybe he's just going to put a picture in your brain. Let me warn you. When you ask God, hey God, give me a list, you better fasten your seatbelt. Give me a picture, Lord. Oh my gosh, you might get a video. I'm just telling you. When you ask things of God, God delivers. It can get kind of crazy, so be ready. Pray to God that he'll give you the person's name and image. We're not asking you to go out and preach to them this week. Okay, so what am I supposed to do with that? Just hold on. We've got three more weeks of this series. Don't go crazy yet. Okay. Now, if you just feel you can't help yourself, you just got to go talk, go ahead. Okay. Because we're not going to hold you back, but don't get all nervous. What am I supposed to do? We'll tell you. For this week, just get that name. Now, if you're like me and I, I'm out at the store and I call Carrie, I say, is there anything else we need? When she gets past like one item, I better write it down. It might not even be passed. It might just be one item. I better write it down. Because any of you like me, you walk out of the kitchen in the garage and by the time you get there, you forgot what you went out there for. And it might take three or four trips to finally get it. So let me tell you, write it down. Write it down. Write those names down. Because when God starts giving, you better start writing, okay? And then the next three weeks, we're going to share with you what you can do with those names. This week, we're just seeking direction and, 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 and asking God to give you a list of those lost sheep, those lost coins in your life, so that, so that we're ready for what we're going to talk about the next three weeks. All right, Connection Church, let's get ready to go viral. We have such good news to share, what Jesus has done for us, how our lives are different, how we are never alone anymore, how we can receive peace in the midst of chaos, how we can receive forgiveness and forgive. Going viral. Let's get ready to be Jesus' witness. It's up to us. It's up to us to share what, what we know to be true. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be witnesses here in Middletown. Uh, remember in that scripture in Acts, it says, be Jesus' witnesses in Jerusalem, all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we're saying, let's be witnesses here in the MOT, Middletown, Odessa, Townsend area, uh, Bear, Newark, Newcastle, Wilmington, uh, Smyrna, Clayton, Dover, Galena, Earlville, Newcastle County, Kent counties, into the world, to the ends of the earth. You see, it starts here, and then it goes like that. That's what Jesus is telling us to do go make baptize teach amen so we got to get ready 
So we can carry out what Jesus calls us to do at the end of the book of Mark. He says this, he says, go into all the world and preach the good news. To oh, wait a minute now. Nobody's saying about preaching, right? All right, we're not going to put that on. I'm going to change one word here so that you don't get nervous. Go into all the world and share the good news to everyone. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's a little better. Okay. Good. All right. Pray about your friend network. Lost coins, lost sheep, friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, because we are going viral, Connection Church. We're going viral to share the best news. We cannot keep it to ourselves. That wouldn't be good. Jesus commands us to go make, baptize, and teach. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, I mean, you really tell us to go? <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, because somebody went so that we're here. Somebody planted seeds so that we're here today. Thank you for those persons in our lives who have made a difference. And now help us, Lord. Give us some holy boldness to be bold and courageous. Help us um, kind of settle in and really pray about who you might want us to, to talk to in the future. And I pray that we all come back next week so that we can hear part two of Going Viral. We give this uh, prayer request to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered sad. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.